Chapter One of In the Footprints of the Padres by Charles Warren Stoddard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter One Old Days in El Dorado. Three Along the Pacific Shore. All night we tossed on the bosom of the lake between San Carlos at the source of the San Juan River and Virgin Bay on the opposite shore. The lake is on a tableland a hundred feet or more above the sea it is a hundred miles in length and forty-five in width our track lay diagonally across it a stretch of eighty miles and when the morning broke upon us we were upon the point of dropping anchor under the cool shadow of cloud-capped mountains and in a most refreshing temperature oh the purple light of dawn that flooded the bay of the blessed virgin of course the night was a horror and it was our second in transit but we were nearing the end of the journey across the isthmus and were shortly to embark for san francisco i fear we children regretted the fact our life for three days had been like a veritable jungle book it almost outkiplinged kipling we might never again float through monkey land with clouds of parrots hovering over us and a whole menagerie of extraordinary creatures making side-shows of themselves on every hand at virgin bay we were crowded like sheep into lighters that were speedily overladen very serious accidents have happened in consequence a year before our journey an overcrowded barge was swamped at virgin bay and four and twenty passengers were drowned the transit company supposed to be responsible for the life and safety of each one of us seemed to trouble itself very little concerning our fate the truth was they had been paid in full before we boarded the star of the west at pier number two north river having landed in safety in spite of the negligence of the transit company our next move was to secure some means of transportation over the mountain and down to san juan del sur we were each provided with a ticket calling for a seat in the saddle or on a bench in a springless wagon naturally the women and children were relegated to the wagons and were there huddled together like so much livestock destined for the market the men scrambled and even fought for the diminutive donkeys that were to bear them over the mountain pass a circus knows no comedy like ours on that occasion it is true we had but twelve miles to traverse and some of these were level but by and by the road dipped and climbed and swerved and plunged into the depths only to soar again along the giddy verge of some precipice that overhung a fathomless abyss that is how it seemed to us as we clung to the hard benches of our wagon with its four mule attachment once a wagon just ahead of us having refused to answer to its brakes went rushing down a fearful grade and was hurled into a tangle of underbrush which is doubtless what saved the lives of its occupants for they landed as lightly as if on feather beds from that hour our hearts were in our throats even the thatched lodges of the natives swarming with bare brown babies and often having tame monkeys and parrots in the doorways could not beguile us nor all the fruits were they never so tempting nor the flowers though they were past belief for size and shape and colour and perfume over the shining heights the wind scudded de-hatting many a head that went bare thereafter out of the gorges ascended the voice of the waters dashing noisily but invisibly on their joyous way to the sea 
from one of those heights looking westward over groves of breadfruit trees and fixed fountains of feathery bamboo over palms that towered like plumes in space and made silhouettes against the sky we saw a long level line of blue as blue and bluer than the sky itself and we knew it was the pacific we were little fellows in those days we children yet i fancy that we felt not unlike balboa when he knelt upon that peak in darien and thanked god that he had the glory of discovering a new and unnamed ocean why i wonder did keats in his famous sonnet on first looking into chapman's homer make his historical mistake when he sang then i felt like some watcher of the skies when a new planet swims into his ken or like stout cortez when with eagle eyes he stared at the pacific and all his men looked at each other with a wild surmise silent upon a peak in darien it mattered not to us whether our name was cortez or balboa with any other name we would have been just as jolly for we were looking for the first time upon a sea that was to us as good as undiscovered and we were shortly to brave it in a vessel bound for the golden gate at our time of life that smacked a little of circumnavigation san juan del sur it was scarcely to be called a village a mere handful of huts scattered upon the shore of a small bay and almost surrounded by mountains it had no street unless the sea sands it fronted upon could be called such it had no church no school no public buildings its hotels were barns where the gold seekers were fed without ceremony on beans and hardtack fruits were plentiful and that was fortunate there as in every settlement in central america the eaves of the dwellings were lined with turkey buzzards these huge birds are regarded with something akin to veneration they are never molested indeed like the pariah dogs of the orient they have the right of way and they are evidently conscious of the fact for they are tamer than barnyard fowls they are the scavengers of the tropics they sit upon the housetop and among the branches of the trees awaiting the hour when the refuse of the domestic meal is thrown into the street there is no drainage in those villages strange to say even in the larger cities there is none offal of every description is cast forth into the highways and byways and at that moment with one accord down sweep the grim sentinels to devour it they feast upon carrion and every form of filth they are pollution personified and yet they are the salvation of the indolent people who would but for the timely service of these ravenous birds soon be wallowing in fetid refuse and putrefaction under the fierce rays of their merciless sun in the twilight we wandered by a crescent shore that was thickly strewn with shells they were not the tribute of northern waters they were as delicately fashioned and as variously tinted as flowers all that they lacked was fragrance and this we realized as we stored them carefully away resolving that they should become the nucleus of a museum of natural history as soon as we got settled in our california home we had crossed the isthmus in safety yonder in the offing the ship that was to carry us northward to san francisco lay at anchor for three days we had suffered the joys of travel and adventure on the san juan river we had again and again touched points along the varying routes 
proposed by the maritime canal company of nicaragua and the walker commission as being practical for the construction of a great ship canal that shall join the atlantic and the pacific oceans we had passed from sea to sea a distance of about two hundred miles the san juan river one hundred and twenty miles in length has a fall of one foot to the mile this will necessitate the introduction of at least six massive locks between the atlantic and the lake sometimes the river can be utilized but not without dredging for it is shallow from beginning to end and near its mouth is ribbed with sandbars for seventy miles the lake is navigable for vessels of the heaviest draft beyond the lake there must be a clean cut over or through the mountains to the pacific and here six locks are reckoned sufficient cross-cuts from one bend in the river to another can be constructed at the rate of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or less per mile the canal must be sunk or raised at intervals there will therefore at various points be the need of a wall of great strength and durability from one hundred and thirty to three hundred feet in height or depth the annual rainfall in the river region between lake nicaragua and the caribbean sea is twenty feet annual evaporation three feet these points must be considered in the construction and feeding of the canal even though it is to vary in width the dimensions of the proposed canal as recommended by the walker government commission are as follows total length one hundred and eighty nine miles minimum depth of water at all stages thirty feet width one hundred feet in rock cuts elsewhere varying from one hundred and fifty to three hundred feet except in lake nicaragua where one end of the canal will be made six hundred feet wide nearly fifty years ago when a canal was projected the child survey set the cost at thirty seven million dollars now the commissioners differ on the question of total cost the several estimates ranging from one hundred and eighteen million to one hundred and thirty five million dollars the united states congress at its last session authorized the expenditure of one million by a new commission to investigate the merits of all suggested locations and develop a project for an isthmus canal and so we left the land of the lizard what wonders they are from an inch to two feet in length slim slippery and of many unchangeable colors they literally inhabit the land and are as much at home in a house as out of it indeed the houses are never free of them they sailed up the river with us and crossed the lake in our company and sat by the mountain wayside awaiting our arrival for they are curious and sociable little beasts as for the san juan river tis like the oklahoma of florida many times multiplied and with all its original attractions in a state of perfect preservation all the way up the coast we literally hugged the shore only during the hours when we were crossing the yawning mouth of the gulf of california were we for a single moment out of sight of land i know not if this was a saving in time and distance and therefore a saving in fuel and provender or if our ship the john l stevens was thought to be overloaded and unsafe and was kept within easy reach of shore for fear of accident we steamed for two weeks between a landscape and a seascape that afforded constant diversion 
at night we sometimes saw flame-tipped volcanoes there was ever the undulating outline of the sierra nevada mountains through central america mexico and california just once did we pause on the way one evening our ship turned in its course and made directly for the land it seemed that we must be dashed upon the headlands we were approaching but as we drew nearer they parted and we entered the landlocked harbor of acapulco the chief mexican port on the pacific it was an amphitheatre dotted with twinkling lights our ship was speedily surrounded by small boats of all descriptions wherein sat merchants noisily calling upon us to purchase their wares they had abundant fruits shells corals curios they flashed them in the light of their torches they baited us to bargain with them it was a venetian fete with a vengeance for the hawkers were sometimes more impertinent than polite it was a feast of lanterns and not without the accompaniment of guitars and castanets and rich soft voices after that we were eager for the end of it all there was santa catalina off the california coast then an unidentified island given over to sunshine and wild goats now one of the most popular and populous of california summer and winter resorts for tis all the same on the pacific coast one season is damper than the other that is the only difference the coast grew bare and bleak the wind freshened and we were glad to put on our wraps and then at last after a journey of nearly five thousand miles we slowed up in a fog so dense it dripped from the scuppers of the ship we heard the boom of the surf pounding upon the invisible shore and the hoarse bark of a chorus of sea lions and were told we were at the threshold of the golden gate and should enter it as soon as the fog lifted and made room for us end of part three